Hello and welcome to Mikey Pod Podcast, episode 248 for January 23rd, 2018. Today's guest is Minister Micah Busey from Judson Memorial Church, a good friend, my pastor, and um, I'm your host, Michael Heron. I'm a composer, pianist, electronic musician, storyteller, and vegan activist based in New York City. On this podcast, I have conversations with creators and artists who make work about their activism. I've been sending this podcast to your ears for a little over 12 years. If you'd like to know more about me, stop by my website at michaelheron.com. Hit me up on social media everywhere as at Michael Heron. Leave a voicemail at 347-460-1753 or email mikeypod at gmail.com. And honestly, if you want to go right to uh, the podcast website, it's MikeyPod.com. So today's guest, Micah Busey, uh, I wanted to sort of, uh, he's exactly the type of guest I want to have on moving forward, but we're not talking exactly about the reason I would typically have someone on the the show. Micah is a uh, activist in many ways. He is um, a creator of many things. But today we're talking about some immigration issues that went down at our church, um, Judson Memorial Church. Two of our members were detained by ICE, um, and one of them so far has been deported. Um, I wanted to talk about this because it's a thing in my mind, like, you know, I'm on... I'm in that world like all of us, like, what in the hell is happening? Donald Trump is our president and things are bizarre. But all of that immigration stuff felt like it was happening somewhere else. You know, like, oh, it's happening to some other people. It's terrible. But suddenly I was like, oh, wait, this is someone that I met. Um, So I wanted Micah to come on because he's really involved in uh, what's going on in uh, in. Uh, New York City and what with the uh, immigration issues and I thought he'd be a perfect guest because he's a, an amazing person so that's coming up I want to throw a couple things out to you before we get to the interview uh, one of them is blueberry.com and I want to bring them up because um, I'm at uh, 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 wait what's the word I work with them where I get a thing and I suggest stuff. Um, What? Why can't I think of this word? This is happening to me a lot lately. Let's just pretend I'm in there. Not. uh, Oh, well, Uh, I'm in a thing (laughs) where I suggest their business. Someone right now is listening to this podcast, like thinking like, oh, say this word Um, uh, where I suggest other people. You can use my um, ah, it's not advocate. What is the word? It's driving me crazy. Oh, well. Uh, so if you use my code, MikeyPod.com, at Blueberry, which is a podcast hosting company, uh, you get a discount on your first month. And for the duration of the time that you're a customer of theirs, as I have been for the last uh, uh, probably two years, I've been hosting my podcast with them. Uh, before that, I've used their stats and their um, and their uh, plugin, their PowerPress plugin, for probably 10 years. I started using it when it came out. I'm a huge fan of the company. I trust them with my well, maybe not my life, but I trust them very completely. And you should start a podcast, especially if you're someone like me who's an artist, an independent artist. This is a great way to talk to other artists. You know, like you could do a podcast about whatever you want. And it's a, it's another way to get people sort of um, interested in what you're doing. You know, like I'm, I interview people who kind of do work that's similar to mine. So um, uh, in, in the process of, of sharing them with my audience their audience will probably discover me. And, you know, it's a different way to like to reach out and to to let people know about what you're up to. Please let me help you. MikeyPod at gmail.com. If you want to do a podcast, I'm really into this. So I would really love to help you. Okay, 
two other things. One, Dustin Harder, my guest last week, we gave away his book on Twitter, his new cookbook, and um, I had a winner, but the winner has not responded. So I'm not announcing who the winner is. I'm going to give that person a couple more days. If you're listening to this person, check everyone who entered, check your Twitter feed because I sent a message uh, to the person that uh, did it, that won. So uh, let me know that you got this. Otherwise, next week, I'll probably just pick somebody else. The other thing I want to tell you about is if you're in Rochester, New York, I will be performing the animal show this Saturday at the brand new vegan community center in Rochester, New York. I'm super excited about this. There's going to be a dinner, a talk, all kinds of fun activities. So um, come to that, won't you? And finally, I have a song to play for you before the, uh, before the interview. This song is called Animal Screams. Oh, wait, I left out a whole thing that I like to say. If you like this always free podcast for the many other things I create, tell a friend, leave a review, like, subscribe, and all the things. Really, this stuff is super important. If you will spread the word about this podcast, uh, leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts, um, I would really love your help. And if you really want to help out, you can subscribe at patreon.com slash Michael Heron. I have a new project coming up. I've mentioned on the show before. Um, I'm making an album and a book based on the animal show. I'm going to be really needing some support through Patreon to make this happen. Um, and there will be special bonuses and perks coming out to you guys. It's sort of like a Kickstarter. Patreon is like a long-term Kickstarter where you subscribe to an artist's work. Um, but then there's big projects that come up like this where you could sign on for like a month or two, uh, just to support the one project and then you can bail whatever you want to do, but check it all out at patreon.com slash Michael Heron. Um, you'll get access to all kinds of cool stuff and you can really do as little as a dollar a month. So I'd love to connect with you there. It's kind of cool having that special, like, uh, sort of like lock and key sort of place where I can just interact with people. Um, and you'll be helping cover the expenses for this free podcast, too, and the other content I create everywhere. So I think that's all the things. Let's listen to a song. This is The Animal Screams by The Dig.
Joining me now is Micah Busey, who is the Associate Minister at Judson Memorial Church, my church. It's an amazing historic place. Welcome to the show, Micah. Thank you. Thanks, Mikey. So I wanted to do a quick like check-in. So much has gone down with um, mem- members of the church, of uh, the new sanctuary movement, and I'm slightly telling on myself a little bit that I'm completely clueless and have been, and I'm just suddenly like, oh, God, there's a immigration crisis happening, right? Am I, am I overstating this? I don't think you're overstating it at all. Um, first of all, first of all, on a, on a foundational level, yes, there is an immigration crisis happening. Um, and, and I think that just that as a general statement is, is truth. Um, we all know there's a refugee crisis happening as well. We all know that a lot of these crises are also um, you know, have a foundation in the fact that the U.S., uh, this amazing country that we are a part of and, and continue to try to love, um, you know, kind of does a lot of stuff and makes a lot of messes around the world as well, which contribute to these ref- refugee crises. And for me, that's a major uh, factor when we're talking about immigrants and refugees. And when people say, oh, no, it's a clear-cut issue, you know, we should be able to figure out you know, who we should let in, you should, there should be, you know, systems in place, and we should be able to tell people when they're following the correct guidelines and when they're not. And it's like, right, and that would be perfect in a perfect world, but there's all of these complicating factors. Um, so so on, a, on a foundational level, what you said is exactly right. I think that the difference now in the past uh, almost uh, like two and a half weeks are that there really does seem to be an amped up um, escalation where leaders in the immigrant rights movement in this country are being targeted by ICE, which is Immigration and Customs Enforcement, um, the agency of our federal government uh, that says that they're protecting our borders, says that they're protecting our country, you know, um, but at the same time is essentially tasked with uh, deporting people and detaining people. Um, It's also tasked with basically arbitrarily carrying out our immigration laws. Um, And in the past two and a half weeks, two leaders that I know personally um, have been targeted. One was detained um, and then deported, and then the other is currently detained. Um, and then there are two of at least seven that we know of immigrant leaders in this country um, who we believe are being specifically targeted because they are loud voices, because they are voices who amplify other people's voices and who are, you know, creating a movement where immigrants in this country are collectively creating community and collectively creating uh information sharing networks where they they are empowering each other. Um, We think that this escalation has occurred because they want to get rid of these leaders to scare everybody. Yeah. And I, 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 the whole thing, I I don't even know where I'm at a loss for words, obviously. Um, Sure. I mean, it's terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's, and is it, I may have met Gene once or twice at Judson Church. He's mm-hmm. a member of the church. Um, mm-hmm. He's been in 
uh, he lived in this in the United States for 20 years. Am I remembering that right? He's like he moved here in the mm-hmm. 80s. Mm-hmm. Um and and what was he deported based on the the drug issue that he had? So here, here's the thing. I'm so I'm not an expert in in our immigration laws, but what I'll what I'll try to lay out just bare bones is that Gene and Ravi um, are both men who, uh, you know, years ago for Gene, it was two decades ago for Ravi. It was over a decade ago. Um, were both convicted of kind of, kind of minor charges. Um, both served time. So both were, both were in, in prison for the amount of time that they were sentenced to. And then when they were released because they had served time, they then had that hanging over them for the rest of their lives and always were in constant threat of being deported. Now, some people will argue, you know, this is, well, this is just the way that our laws work. And it's like, well, well, totally, but we need to talk about unjust laws. If somebody is in our country on a green card and, you know, goes to jail and prison and serves their time and gets out, then why are they not treated like a citizen who, you know, who, uh, who has served time and, and kind of doesn't need to have the threat then of further um, detainment and then, and then possible deportation. Um, but that's where all of this gets murky because I think there's a huge part of the population in this country that just thinks, well, yeah, just, you know, if you really want to fix this, then you'll, you'll just have to change the laws. You've got to get the votes. And it's like, well, well, none of, none of this stuff has ever changed in the past without collective movements who are demanding that the laws change. So that's, those are the movements that Gene and Robbie are both leading. And again, that's why we think that right now, because ICE has this information on them where they can disappear them, um, they do have power over them and can detain and or deport them, um, they're doing it. They're, they're taking that power. And what it does is essentially scare the other immigrants in the country into thinking, A, that, you know, if they speak up, that they will be in as much danger. B, that if they go to their ICE check-ins, if they just do the thing that the government says that you're supposed to do, that they will be in more danger than if they say, you know, went underground and just stopped checking in with their their immigration officers um, and see that they're not welcome. Um, and, and to me that just, it, it goes against everything I believe in um, with my faith and, and it's, it's imperative of hospitality. And then I think, you know, with, with the, the foundational um, hospital hospitality uh, ethic that we try to live by in this country, you know, this, uh, this country is, is full of immigrants. Um, and, uh, and I think that we should be the country that says, you know, if you want to be here, we want to make pathways for you to be here. And right now we are not saying that as a, as a government, as a country at all. And even, even with people like Gene, who has been working all of these years, paying taxes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. A, I, I know he's a loved member of the Judson Memorial church community, I'm sure he's a member of many other communities, mm-hmm. and and we're going to tell a person like that, oh, you you got to go, and right now, like that's you're leaving now, 
Like correct. Yeah. Correct. That's, and and uh, let me and and as as if if this if there's anybody listening who like is like, well yeah, that sounds that sounds crappy, but like, you know, uh tell me more <laughs> or or does it get worse? Yes, it gets worse because on top of of the fact that we just tell people, "Hey, no, you've got to get out of here." We we do it in the most dehumanizing way possible. Gene was actually picked up outside his home by ICE officers in vans who were waiting for him, like he was some kind of criminal, to take him, detain him, fly him to Florida, and detain him until they got him on uh, on you know transport to Haiti, and now he's in Haiti. Now here's the thing. I don't think there's really a, a, a humanizing way to deport somebody anyway, but I can tell you what's the worst way. And it's that like sneaking up on somebody outside their home and like a Gestapo collective, you know, uh, disappearing them. This is a man who has never not gone to his, his check-ins with immigration. So why, would you, even if you decided that you needed to detain him and deport him, why wouldn't you do that when he was at his normal check-in? Why do you feel like you need to do it outside his home? He's never hidden. And the same thing goes for Robbie. Um, and, and that to me just under underlined the, the dehumanizing aspects of all of this. Yeah. And do you feel like that that approach was taken just to make the entire thing scarier for the people who hear the story and and immigrants who may, you know, like just trying to scare people into not <laughs> being right. vocal? Well, that's, a, that's a really good question. I mean, there are, you know, there are at least two stories here. The first is that, um, yes, I mean, I and a lot of people, you know, around me think that it is, you know, they are scare tactics. Um, but at, that's at, at best (laughs) at, at, at least they are, um, they're basically ice is telling us that they, they did it because they didn't want any kind of like wailing ministers or wailing children or wailing families around them. And that goes to, and I, and this is somewhat convoluted, but, Basically, the organization that is housed at Judson, which is called New Sanctuary Coalition, um, this, one of the services that we provide to immigrants who are checking in with ICE is that we accompany them to their check-ins. So we give them, like, oftentimes, like 10 to 25 people will go with them just so that they feel supported, so that ICE sees that they have a network of people around them. These, these kinds of things that are just kind of based in hospitality and information sharing and networking, that has started to to backfire on us because essentially when we asked ICE, hey, why did you pick up Gene outside his house? He always checks in. We were essentially told, right, but when he checks in, 25 of you come. And I didn't want to have that kind of scene. We wanted to do it like at a place where none of you were going to be. And we were sort of like, mm. well, that seems pretty evil. You know, uh, it was like the whole this whole thing is built around us being able to be there to watch so that, you know, there are people witnessing. So what you did was then secretively disappear him. And, you know, the, I, I as I've said, you know, about the Trump administration so many times in the past year and a half, it's like I I find it so difficult just 
as, as in my own my own constitution, I find it so difficult to call somebody evil. But I do think that the way that somebody becomes evil is just by making the evil choice time after time. <laughs> and that's how I feel about ice. It's like, I, I, like, I know deep down the animals are like, Oh God, I don't, I, I, I don't want somebody to be like irreparably evil, but you become evil by just making the evil choice time after time after time. And that's what I feel like is happening here. It's like ice, you know, that if, if we're accompanying Gene to his check-in, you can, you have the power there as well, but you added this layer of secretiveness that just makes us even angrier. Mm. And it's terrifying. Absolutely. And I mean, that's the thing that all of these immigrants, thank God these networks are being created because can you imagine being an immigrant in this country who traditionally went to his check-ins, you know, and, you know, followed all the rules, tried to fill out all the paperwork, did all the stuff. Then you hear that this happens. What are you going to do? You're not going to go to your check-in. You know, you're going to be too scared to go. Which in, then in turn gives them a reason to deport you, right? Well, it gives you a reason. It, it gives them more reason to deport you and, and or detain you. And I mean, like we talk a lot about deportations, which, you know, are something that I and so many in my network are actively working against. But we also need to talk about detainment, which is there's there's an industrial complex around detainment as well. It, it is it's essentially prison. I mean, people are kept in cells. It is it is a a, a, a system where where people are are just kept sometimes in, in perpetuity um, in this limbo where they're essentially they're they're imprisoned um, and and those both deportment, uh, deportation to, to, you know, whatever country of origin you're from, or detainment, both of those seem extremely scary to normal people who are simply trying to find their way through, uh, you know, uh, being a part of this country, pay their taxes, um, and, and kind of get out from underneath the shadow of, of this, this big behemoth called ICE. So the obvious thing to me seems for us, me, (laughs) a person who like is a citizen of the United States, like it's on us to start taking action. Um, Mm -hmm. What do we do? (laughs) I mean, it's a bigger Mm -hmm. question than just what do we do, I guess. But I mean, one of my goals with talking to you and putting this on the podcast was to, to throw out some, some action steps for all of us to take who feel, um, angry about this? So I, I kind of want to answer that question on a couple of different levels. I want to do like the practical, but I also want to do, um, I want to do kind of a, for lack, for lack of a better word, although I like the word spiritual, so I'm just going to own it, but on like do a it. spiritual level. <laughs> so, so I'm going to get to the practical, which I assume is more what, what you intended to ask, but on a spiritual level, I think it is very important for normal citizens to start to pursue relationships with immigrants. Um, if, if you don't know how to do that, then call me and Michael knows how to get a hold of me. Um, it, you need to pursue relationships with immigrants because you need to hear their stories. I'm talking about the stories of why they're not in their country anymore. I, I'm talking about the stories of how they got to the country. I'm talking about the stories of what 
their relationship with ICE is right now, the way that they've been treated in this system, because the way that people are treated in this system and and all of the reasons that, that they'll tell you um, for, for everything in their stories will change your life. And I don't say that like, this is, this is, this is real. Um, I do think that these stories have the power to shift consciousness because I think if you're living in this country and you're kind of, you know, you, you've been born here and you kind of just have been taught, oh yeah, you know, like there, there's the, there's the immigration system and, and it works. Um, it doesn't. And the only way that you can really start to know that is by talking to people who are actually having to deal with the system. Um, the practical ways to get involved, I think the first step here, and this is a very, very small step, but it's a step that, that I think can expand out to, to many more steps, is to um, contact New Sanctuary Coalition. Not because they're the only coalition that's building here in the movement. They, they aren't. But they are connected to all of the others. And they right now are the two who lost two leaders in the past two weeks. Um, I work for them. It's an amazing group of people, um, an amazing group of, uh, of, of very small staff, um, mostly women, just very, very fierce people um, who are wonderful at combining sort of a truly empathetic approach to this work with a truly fiery, fierce approach to what really needs to get done. Um, their Twitter handle is, is like at New Sanctuary NYC. Um, and you can find them on Facebook. Um, and they are truly responsive. They love expanding the network and they, they will connect you with people who can tell you stories. Um, they will also tell you action steps in terms of Robbie's story and, and Jean's story, these two leaders who have been, who have been cut off. Um, but if, if I know anything about Jean and Robbie, the other thing that they would say is this is not just about us. Yes. Fight for us as well. But while we're fighting too, you have to fight for all of the other people. So I think it's, it's important to, to hear specific stories. Um, and it's important to realize that like for one specific story that you're hearing, there are dozens that are like sort of like it, but have little nuances. Um, and it really will change your life to just hear those stories. So I say that's a long way of saying you should reach out to New Sanctuary Coalition. Um, got it. I, I love that your spiritual suggestion was very grounded in the real world. I just want to throw that out to anyone. Like if, if you stopped listening when he said spiritual, <laughs> go back and listen. Because like you were talking about, a, this, yeah, it's not anything magic. It's just connecting with other spirits in, totally. who are in human bodies. Totally. Yeah. Whoa. I totally. felt a little, I got a little woo-woo there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know how to embody spirituality unless you're trying to do it on the ground in the real world with people. Without that, it's just words and, and, you know, feeling. But when you actually hear these stories, when you're involved with these people in the actual work, there's, there's a spirituality there. Um, and it's shared and it has no creed. It, it's not Christian. It's not, you know, it's not, it's not a specific uh, religion. It's just, it's a, a common humanity um, grounded in like, uh, in, in, in an interconnected web. And 
basically by cutting off these leaders, I, I think that the powers that be think that they're kind of infiltrating that web and, and, and just dismantling it. But the web is there. Like there's no way that there's no way that they can get rid of that web because it's just growing and growing and growing. And that to me is a spiritual thing. Mm. I love it. Uh, the website is newsanctuaryNYC.org. I just looked that up too. Um, if you're mm-hmm. listening to this on the subway or something, uh, you can just go to MikeyPod.com and there'll be links to that website and the Twitter and to Micah and all that stuff on the website. Thank you for joining me, Micah. Oh my gosh. Thank you for your interest and really, really reach out to me as well. Um, I, I would love to hear from folks who are really interested in getting involved or are kind of tiptoeing around and sort of saying like, yeah, but what about this aspect? Just let me know. Let's talk through it. It's complicated. Okay. Should, should I uh, give, put your website on the, my website or, or your uh, email? I mean, sure. Or, I'll say it right now. It's M I C A H at Judson.org. Micah at Judson.org. And when I say it's complicated, I mean, it's complicated because they keep, they, there are folks who's, interest is in overcomplicating it when in actuality beneath it all there's like a simple need for hospitality and humanity um so let's talk through it until we can get back down to sort of that that simple ethic Mm, perfect all right thanks so much for all of your work and for william just being the amazing person you are that's a whole nother topic (laughs) (laughs) thank you Everyone knows Doesn't show feelings Can't even talk But we take a great picture Is that enough? Fog never clears Sweet bitter memories That never come through When you look at a picture Of me and you Just look at the picture Of me and you your face I came you're able I am not my brother's keeper no words are said no way breakthrough is this the last picture of me and you is this the last picture of me and you
That was Pictures by Nikki and the Humane Element. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you, as always, Michael Busey, for being on the podcast. If you want to catch any of those links that we discussed within the podcast and in that interview, make sure you go by MikeyPod.com. Remember, you can leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, all those other places. Support my work at Patreon.com, blah, blah, blah. I think you've heard enough. I'll see you next week. This podcast, I guess I should apologize, it's several days late. Next week is likely to be late, too. Um, I try to get these out on Mondays. It just doesn't always happen. I'm really going to at least get one out every week. So I'm thinking the next week episode will probably be a little later in the week as well, because I'm going to be in Rochester all weekend. Um, Yeah, so keep an eye out for it. Listen to an old episode. I've been doing this for 12 years. I have a feeling you haven't heard all those episodes. So if you want to go back and listen to something, you know, Go for it. I think my iTunes feed shows at least the most 50 recent episodes. I mean, like, this is episode 248. We're almost at 250. Oh, I have some great... Okay, I'm rambling right now. Let me say this last thing. I have a couple of really exciting guests coming up. Um, Both are in the process of being scheduled. Super cool people. So uh, subscribe and uh, tell a friend. And I love you. Goodbye.